now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, thanks for joining us. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, home inspector from Inspectech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you need an opinion from experts in the areas of insurance, mortgages, building inspections, or legal aspects, give these guys a call. They are wonderful people to chat with. You can find their their contact information on the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. And all their contact information is there, or you can always find me. I'd be happy to connect you. My background as your host for the next hour is as a locally born and raised Victorian. I've been selling homes here for 28 years. I've overseen hundreds of transactions locally, so I have seen pretty well every situation you can imagine. Call me if you need a seasoned professional for your real estate needs or a second opinion. You can contact me again either through the CFAX website or visit my own team's website. It's the Prime Real Estate Team, primeteam.ca. Seniors staying in their homes has been a somewhat regular topic on our show, and I'm not surprised, I'm never surprised, given both the elder population in Greater Victoria and also what seems to me to be the general lack of information on some great services offered here in town for seniors. Our guests today are Yannicka Van Hemert, registered dietitian from Therapeutic Meals, and Anne Duggan at Advising Seniors, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and families, Yannicka and Anne, are returning guests. We've had them before, but there's always so much content to discuss. We're going to start our show with our usual weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate or a story to tell us, call us. Our hotline is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or again, find us online at the CFAX 1070 website, and we'll discuss it on the air. Not an email or a call this week, rather a conversation that I had with a couple of people, and I thought you might be interested to hear about it. Uh, I met them. They're two parties. They intend to own a home together, but they have two properties to sell in order to get there. It's a complicated situation but they are struggling with how to make it happen. And it is something that we are seeing a lot more frequently nowadays. You see, the market has shifted. We just came off what was, what will be known as the busiest real estate market, not only in Victoria, but in Western Canada, uh, uh, possibly of all time. We had record sales. We had a white hot market. We had multiple offers, bidding wars, uh, prices just being driven upwards based on the market. So you see what happened then was if somebody decided they wanted to move they were pretty well assured that they'd be able to find a buyer for their home. So a lot of people just bought their next home and had faith that their house would sell in a timely fashion. Well, here we are. We're back to a more balanced market. And by the way, it is balanced. Some people will attempt to say that it's a buyer's market. It's not quite. We know it because we look at the figures of inventory versus uh, number of sales. So uh, days of inventory, uh, that we call it. Right now, we are uh, hovering at the balanced market standpoint. It is not as strong as it was before. So it's not the seller's market. Uh, but in any event, uh, it's, it's a balanced marketplace right now. So Go, stepping back just a little bit here, people were pretty confident being able to sell in the prior market. Now, of course, things are sitting around for a little bit longer. And you got people like who I chatted with uh, this week who they're not able to buy a house, their next house, 
without having their property sold. It puts them in a really delicate situation because their first option would be to make, if they find the house they want to buy, to make it subject to the sale of their home. In their particular case, though, it would be subject to the sale of two homes. And when you think about it from the seller's standpoint, you know, that house they want to buy, it's not really attractive to that seller because what these buyers are saying is they would buy the house if their two houses were sold. It's it's not a strong offer. In fact, it's very, very weak. Ideally, the best situation uh, for these people would be to go to the bank and see if they had the ability to uh, to finance such that they could make an offer on the new house that did not rely on having to have both properties sold. Now, uh, admittedly, this is a very, very big ask. You need to talk to somebody like Denise Webster, our mortgage specialist, specialist uh, to make sure that you could pull it off. You know, the idea is not that you'd ever want to have three houses at the same time, but the idea is you want to be prepared so that if the wheels fell off, for instance, if they hadn't sold one or both of the houses in a timely fashion, that they'd still be able to commit to the next home they wanted to move to. Um, the, the other option, of course, is to get either one or both of the houses sold before you even start looking. You see, the problem about shopping for homes or looking before you've sold your house is you're not really ready because you're not of the financial position to be able to purchase the next house. Uh, in many ways, you kind of hope that you don't find your dream home because even if you did, you don't have the ability to act on it right now. Uh, you know, what we always tell people is as long as what you're looking for is somewhat common. So if you're looking for uh, a house in a particular price point in a particular area that there tends to be a fair amount of activity in, then chances are pretty high that when you sell your house or houses, you're going to find the next house to buy. Uh, now, if you're looking for something very specific, like a specific configuration, specific area, and that specific house comes up in the marketplace, you don't have a lot of choice. Uh, you would need to find a way to uh, confirm your financing in order to uh, to commit to that. But just stepping back and going back to the uh, original part of the conversation we're talking about here, it is very awkward. It's so much easier when you're a first-time homebuyer. You don't have a house to sell. You know, if you're coming from a rental situation, all you've got to do is give your landlord 30-day notice and you can move out. So you're really liquid. You're really uh, nimble. You can uh, move whenever you want. But here you are. If you have a home, if you're not a first-time seller and you've never sold before, the other complications you start looking into are things like, do you have kids? Do you have pets? How difficult will showings be for you? Uh, It's a real complication. I remember, I mean, I sold when I didn't have kids. Um, I... I actually, I haven't sold when I have kids. I've been in the same house uh, since before my kids came along. But uh, I did have pets before, and the, the pets are another issue too. It's not easy rounding up the dogs and the cats and, and all of that when it comes to showings. And it is an extra, extra complication. So um, for these folks here, if you're wondering what my advice was to them, again, two households wanting to combine into one, uh, I suggested to them that they should at the very least get one of those two properties on the market. Get it on the marketplace, hopefully get an offer in place before they commit to that second house. Therefore, they could make an offer that's just subject to the sale of one of the houses and not two of the houses. 
Uh, the other thing was I did, of course, direct them to go see their bank or their mortgage broker, uh, make sure that they were in the right financial position uh, to go ahead with the next move. Uh, and the other thing, too, was having a conversation about if they had both houses, houses on the marketplace and they did have an offer come in, they, get a, they would want to make sure that they negotiated a really long possession date so that they had the time to, to find, to shop for that other house uh, and to find it in a timely manner. That's one of the nice things about the marketplace right now. It's not crazy. You're not having to jump on things. You're not having to make unconditional offers. You can actually take your time. You can take your time. You can do research. You can actually make an offer that's below list price. You know, uh, even recently, I've had multiple offers on properties, and it's amazing. We're not seeing fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars over ask price anymore. Uh, we, st- by the way, we still occasionally do. So it's not like those properties are gone from the marketplace. It's still, like I said, a sellers slash buyers uh, um, balance market. It's not a buyers market quite yet. Uh, so if you have a question, of course, uh, that you'd like us to have on our show here, just call us. The number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or tell us your story. Always love hearing about your real estate story, whether it was buying or selling or some sort of circumstance or situation that either you or a family member has bumped into. I would love to hear it and share it with the listeners on our show here at The Whole Home show. Uh, we're going to take a break here in just a moment, but when we come back, we're going to be talking uh, with our guests, Yannicka and, and Anne, all about helping seniors stay in place and services that are available for them here in Greater Victoria. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our first guest today is Yannicka Van Hemert. Yannicka has been on the show before. She runs a business called Therapeutic Meals here in town. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Tony. Thank you for having me on the show again. It's you, such a pleasure. You had so much to share last time, and there's so much more to discuss as well, too. But uh, let's start for our listeners who maybe missed you last time. Tell us about Therapeutic Meals. So Therapeutic Meals is a company that provides uh, meal services, but specialized for seniors and uh, people with chronic disease, and also provides nutrition care planning and consulting for the family caregiver and the senior. So to help them stay in place and identify risk factors Mm -hmm. for uh, staying on top of your health. Well, you know, one of the things that we're so accustomed to seeing is uh, as people age in place, their diet seems to get very simple. And we've seen the toast and butter meals. Uh, and uh, I, I think one of the reasons why you're here is to ensure that somebody stays on a, uh, on a diet that is nutritionally sound, right? You are a nutritionist, after all. I am a nutritionist, yes. Yeah. Uh, a registered dietitian. Yeah. Um, uh, absolutely. That's pretty much... Um, my worst nightmare <laughs> is having the a toast person, and butter, the yeah. toast, the tea, we call them tea and toasters. And I'm yeah. sorry to put a, a label on that, uh, but really you're, you're not getting enough nutrition to maintain a strength in your body and to stay independent, like staying healthy and maintaining your strength are so important to maintain independent home. Like if you are not able to do your daily tasks of living, such as, uh, standing in the kitchen for 20 minutes to prepare your meals or go to the grocery store um, or even getting a- up out of your chair safely mm-hmm. and answer the door. Yeah, for simple example. things like that. Very simple things yeah. can all of a sudden present you ri- huge risks for falls or for getting sick. 
And especially if you already have a chronic disease, it gets so much more difficult. Yeah, over time. Um, absolutely. Like yeah. your nutrient requirements actually change when you have a chronic disease, but also when you get older, your nutrient requirements change. Uh -huh. You actually need more nutrients, but fewer calories, and that can really become a balancing act. Yeah, and uh, I mean, w without, without having the knowledge of a specialist like yourself, uh, I mean, what, what are seniors generally left with? Yes, and this is actually where it really becomes hard because identifying those seniors yeah. is really hard. But um, seniors, and actually people in general, we, we don't have uh, the insight necessarily always at hand to recognizing in ourselves that anything is wrong or don't want to admit. Mm -hmm. Like the, f the worst four letter F word that I don't want to hear <laughs> when I call somebody is, how are you? I'm fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's that, how have you eaten? I'm fine. Like they don't necessarily want to share. And often when I sit with a client, even after uh, an hour consultation, um, the actual patterns just starting to show and a genuine conversation can take place on how I can help on uh, improving certain dietary habits. So would you say, generally speaking, people over-assess how they're doing with their meals? Oh, that's proven statistically. Okay. Yeah. They think they're doing fine. Yes, even people with chronic disease, they um, have... Um, the self-assessment that they're actually healthy or that they're doing fine uh -huh. and and that's normal so it that's why it even makes it more difficult for a person to reach out and say okay i need help mm -hmm. um and yeah the barriers are also uh quite difficult too because <coughs> people often don't know what actually what kind of resources are out there available to them mm -hmm. and what the risk factors are so you know, you said earlier, you know, and we're talking about staying in, in, in place. Yeah. Seniors staying in place. And this is something that, that I'm so familiar with. Now, you know, when you think about it, we came off a pretty harsh winter, so we had a lot of snow, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so, yes, I, I, I have seen with clients, they would like to stay in their home as long as they can. Mm -hmm. But the difficulty, like you said, is it becomes harder and harder to maintain that home. So you think about things like snow. First of all, they shouldn't be shoveling snow. That should be something that the neighbor's kid down the street should be doing. Yes. Right? But <laughs> other things too, like maintenance around the house, you know, uh, things mm -hmm. start getting harder, right? Even the simple mm -hmm. tasks. And yes, even thinking about uh, bringing it back to food-related <coughs> issue here is... Uh, um, the ability to to call the grocery store, for example, for delivery, or to call someone, or even a senior center, like okay, what's available for me yeah. to to do groceries, or to get to appointments, or um, uh, what am I? What's my support network here? And even creating plans for the family for for such uh, um, incidents that happen like something unexpected like like snow or, or an illness or you had to go to the hospital or you had to have a surgery now you're coming home what do you do uh, so to think about that ahead of time yeah. um, and understanding what kind of services are there in the, in the, in the community well, for them well so for instance those that those that were stuck in their homes during the snow because you know we yeah. only get snow here once every yeah. 20 years right <laughs> uh, but but for those who were were you know they didn't plan 68 centimeters no. of snow 
So the shelves would be empty. And of course, you get friends or family that think of them and maybe will drop things off. But planning ahead is, is so important, right? It is. It is. Um, and, and also uh, having a list of resources that you can uh, rely on. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, let, let's talk about therapeutic meals because I've been mm. on the website. Yes. And uh, it's great because you basically you order meals, right? So, so tell the listeners about how, how it works. How does the process okay. work? So a client would call me yep. and it will be a short conversation to, uh, to find out what the needs are. If there was a referral from a doctor or if they're just uh, been recently been released from hospital or if it's something more of a preventative nature of a family caregiver that is... Um, um, now responsible caring for the elderly parent. Mm -hmm. So there's a sh short conversation about what the needs are. Like, is there a diet prescription such as low sodium? Are there any chewing or swallowing issues? Um, and what the food preferences are. And basically based on that, uh, people can now order their foods mm -hmm. and I deliver it to them. Well, that's great. And of course, mm -hmm. you. so you've got a, you've got a chef and a location where these are all prepared, right? Absolutely. I have a, uh, a commercial kitchen in Esquimalt that I rent. Uh -huh. And my cook, Kurt Lesage, uh, wonderfully prepares the meals. And uh, they're frozen, yep. and then I deliver them frozen. Well, yeah, and that's great because then it can be kept for as, as long as, uh, well, it can be kept for a time, and it's very easy to prepare, right? Absolutely. It just pops in the microwave. Yeah. 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 Well, and we're talking nutritious food. We're not talking uh, the uh, Swanson Hungry Man dinner here. No. Right? We're talking <laughs> nutritionally balanced foods. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's great. Um, and the and the other thing, too, is that um, uh, seniors can pay online as well, too, I think. Right? They can. Yeah. Uh, they can pay online. Great. You can either pay cash or check upon delivery as well. Oh, great. And I'm also set up to uh, for people to order online yeah. or to give me a phone call and I can take the order from there. Yeah. Not everybody is on the computer ordering or or even has the ability to see. So the telephone uh, so, works well. Yeah, telephone still works well. Yeah, <laughs> great, great. So um, how soon, if somebody calls you up, how soon can they start getting on the program? Like how soon can meals start being delivered to them? I usually I deliver on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but if it's an urgent matter, I can usually uh, run out that same day. Okay, like so it can happen just, really quickly. Yeah, it can happen really quickly. If, if uh, it really is a need of a person just being discharged from hospital and they're on a pureed or a minced diet and there's absolutely nothing else there, yeah. then, of course, I, I do make an urgency trip for that. And I guess it goes without saying that you probably have people that have very specific dietary needs. So, yes. So it's not like you're just pulling something out of the freezer. You are actually preparing it for that particular person, right? Um, I do have foods that are already pre-prepared, yep. but they're analyzed so I know what's in them so they can be adjusted to a person's diet. So, for example, a person that is on a low-potassium renal diet, I would not recommend roasted potatoes to them. I would recommend them my whipped potatoes, which have been double-boiled, and then the potassium levels are lowered. So that's how, how it works, but all the foods are already uh, prepared ahead of time. But I have a... Um, uh, a pretty stable base of clientele right now so I know what their needs are so I do cater to that and if a person has really specialized needs I am willing to cook just for that person if they commit to actually buying uh, a larger lot of, of course of course well listen we got to take a quick little break but don't go anywhere because we're still talking with you uh, sure. if people need to reach you uh, what's the best way to do that they can reach me on my phone number 250 
or they can go on my website. It's uh, therapeuticmeals.com. Great. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you every week in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, Carrie Augustini, insurance manager for Island Savings, Carrie Smith, Home Inspector from Inspectech, and the team at the Sitka Law Group for your real estate wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. If you need an opinion from experts in any of these areas, give them a call. They're great people to talk with. You can find their contact information by visiting the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe, and all their contact information is there, or I'd be happy to connect you as well. Our next guest today is Ann Duggan. Ann is with... Advising Seniors, Advice and Advocacy for Seniors and Families. And thanks for coming back. Thank you so much, Tony. It's I think a pleasure. Is it the third time now you've yes, been on Yes, I think it's the third time. Well, I, I, I have to tell you this. One of the reasons why I like having you here is because you, you bring so much insight and knowledge into this topic here. I think it's really important. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a real estate show. I'm in the real estate business. We have clients that need help with the transition. Uh, and sometimes they need expert advice from somebody like yourself. So thanks for coming. Thank you so much. Uh, tell everyone about uh, advising seniors. What is it that you guys that you do? What I do is try to assist people through some of the bewilderment um, that some aging um, causes in their lives. We have to remember that by far the majority of aging people are perfectly fine and remain independent. But every once in a while, um, there are things happen strokes, hospitalizations, uh, early demanding processes that kind of throw a spanner into the works and upset their family and frighten the older person. And what I do is try to simply uh, sit down with uh, an older person and their family and talk with them about what their wishes are, what their hopes are, what's going on that's causing concern, and then try to create a little map pathway plan mm -hmm. that they can follow to keep things simpler and less frightening as we age. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, even so for young people, a move for a young person is stressful enough. It's a trauma for everybody. For everyone. <laughs> and, and, I, and it seems to me that when you, as you move along in age, uh, those stresses just become... Uh, they, 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 They're all exaggerated yeah. with age, as many things are. Um, some people are just waiting to get out of their house and have been hoping for a long time to, to go to a facility or something. But the majority of people I work with and, and what I propose is to be probably the healthiest thing is for people to stay at home. Mm -hmm. uh, if they do have to move, um, there are many ways now uh, to help that. There are many companies helping with downsizing and so on. So, so the actual but act of moving, the so the packing. The act the of yeah. moving can yeah. be made simpler, yeah. but the trauma, the emotional trauma for most people is very high, and it takes a lot of planning and a lot of support throughout Yeah, especially that. if it's if they're coming from a house that they've been in for 50 40, years. 40, 50 years. Their husband or father may have built it, and the kids yeah. grew up. and Lots of memories. Everything's there. It's, it's it's a big, of all, you know, we list the stressors quite often and, and moving's right up there with yeah. death and divorce and, and all of those things. It's, it's really hard on 
people. So many people choose to stay at home, and these days it's certainly a practical uh, response, you know, uh, result for most people once they've analyzed it all. Just stay home and get use utilize some of the services um, that are available in the community. Yeah, like Yannicka was talking about uh, therapeutic meals, getting meals delivered, right? You know, meals probably are right up there. I, I look at nutrition and mobility, uh, the two main features of, of uh, that must be um, manageable in order for people to stay home in an independent way and in a healthy way. And uh, so, yes, uh, that's a very, very essential service. And uh, it's wonderful that people can actually have proper meals delivered to them, to their home, because it's not just the buying and the thinking about it and the planning and the doing it. It's the simple things of standing in the kitchen, making a meal. See, I never, I mentioned that. I don't even think about that, right? Many people lose um, strength or certainly lower limb strength for any number of reasons. And sometimes they're not aware. And so Rod, they kind of work their way around preventing having to do those things that make them tired and one of the things that suffers most is nutrition every time and once nutrition's lost then sleep is interrupted and once sleep is interrupted the whole business of being encouraged and staying independent and taking part in life uh, is diminished so we it's not ever just a simple thing Um, And we see more and more of it. We see with family dynamics, who wants mom to sell the house, who wants her to stay home, um, and all of those things that develop around it. So my job is very broadly based, actually, and calls on all kinds of things that, that people hadn't that I hadn't sometimes thought of before. And so uh, I reach out to all the services. My, I have a responsibility to maintain a really current base of knowledge in the community of what is there, of what's available, how to access it, who to talk to, and what language to use. Because the whole language around healthcare and seniors has become very complex compared to what it used to no be. Kidding. And if yeah. you don't know what question to ask, you never find out the right answer these days. It's quite hard to get practical information. Yeah. So that's part of my job that I love to do is just simplify it. It's just so much easier to break it down. Well, I've seen you in action and, and quite often I, I, I feel that you are like a mediator. You can be a mediator between family members and I'm, the aging I'm parent, often right? called on to do exactly Exactly that. I try not to highlight that. I don't have any background in psychology or social work, but I, I'm a natural listener, mm-hmm. and um, I just try to m- simplify it and ask family members when they get really caught up in issues and they're not getting along with siblings and all of that stuff. Just try to change their focus a little bit and think only, only what's the best outcome for mom or dad. Not what's the best outcome for me or my kids or the estate or blah, blah, all those things. Just make it really direct. What's the best way to serve mom or dad in this issue? Because we're hearing more about it, well, there's many more people involved in this kind of thing. 
people are living longer, mm-hmm. you know, staying healthier longer, wanting to choose the option of home. Economics is becoming a major issue for families. Oh, because it's expensive the to The choice stay home, of stay right? home or, or move, which yeah. is better. Yeah. And it used to be pretty simple. I'll just stay home and the family will help out when they can. Well, the family can't help out anymore because they're all working, yeah. you know. So the practical side of this is complex now. And the cost of care is high. Yeah. There's no question about that. Um, there is a subsidized service, but the demand is immense. And so the waiting times are very long. Yes. So no matter what issue comes up these days for people who are aging and the families who are trying to support them and get them through it, um, there's just more and more questions and answers. And you know, your background is in healthcare, right? You had. I uh, am originally a nurse. Yeah. <laughs> Once a nurse, always a yes, nurse. So, I, in recent years, I haven't practiced, but I've owned and operated my own care homes for many years on a hands-on basis, right. and uh, I come from a family that is 100% Alzheimer's. There's not been one of my relatives who hasn't developed dementia. So I'm kind of used to it in a practical way, and uh, it doesn't frighten me anymore. And uh, so I can, and I'm fortunate enough to have had a background in a number of things besides nursing and housing and management and building and care and all sorts of things. So um, I just put it all together into this company and I can pretty well access any piece of information we need quite quickly. Yeah, well, you're, you're known in the community and people, and um, and you know everyone as well too, so a great connection. If people need to reach you, how can they do that? Uh, the e- Well, easy way is the telephone, 778-265-9715. My email is ann at advisingseniors.ca. And my website is really simple. It's just advisingseniors.ca. Yeah, been on the website is great. Tons of information. Uh, and like I said, I, I think you're wonderful. Uh, you know, we've had joint clients before together. And, uh, you know, from a real estate agent standpoint, it is, it, it is you know, to have somebody like you um, working with a family um, just, just ensures that everything goes smoothly. And I, and I think it's great. Thank you. Well, listen, we need to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to have a conversation with both Yannicka and Anne uh, about seniors getting extra services, staying at home, and other things, too. Back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for coming back. This is The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today about seniors' services, being able to stay at home, or being able to get the right advice to make decisions about the next move. We have with us in the studio today, Yannicka Van Hemert. She is with Therapeutic Meals and Ann Duggan from Advising Seniors. Uh, Yannicka, um, you wanted to talk about risk uh, risk factors, risk, um, and you've got some interesting information here. Tell the listeners. Yes, uh, actually I have information right in front of me from the BC guidelines uh, for frailty in older adults and early identification and management. I want to be boring here for a little bit and highlight something. Um, It says here, early identification and management of seniors with frailty or vulnerability to frailty provide an opportunity to suggest appropriate preventative and rehabilitative actions. And this means like exercise programs, review of diet and nutrition, which is very important, Mm -hmm. and also medication reviews. 
and to be taken to slow, prevent, or even reverse decline associated with frailty. And the reason I'm bringing that up, like um, nobody likes the word frailty, and uh, we're even worse at actually recognizing that we're on the way to becoming more frail. So risk factors that I wanted to highlight that um, if uh, listeners can just look inwards a little bit and ask themselves if they've seen any of this in themselves or a person that they care for is unintended weight loss, a loss of appetite, a loss of muscle strength. And this is like uh, maybe it's getting harder to get out of a chair or you're getting slower. And often we see this like, well, that's common. We're aging. We're getting older. Yes, there may be no common signs of aging, but they might not be normal and they can be managed as a matter of fact with diet intervention, with exercise programs. So um, not to always sit back and, and let this happen, but be proactive so we can actually help seniors more upstream in their process before we see them at, at the worst presenting at emergency rooms with frailty and then there's nothing much that can be done except for needing a higher level of care. Mm -hmm. And I feel this is what seniors are fearing in fearing independence is when they maybe come forward with uh, that they're not that well anymore or I have to go to the hospital that they actually might lose this independence. Mm -hmm. So preventative actions and reaching out to people like Anne, like myself, go to the doctor, uh, talk to your pharmacist and review your medication to make sure that uh, you're on top of your health. Um, the more you manage your health well, the better you are able to um, react to a critical event like a, an illness or a fall mm -hmm. and your ability to uh, bounce back from that to heal are so much higher when you're actually well nourished. So this is another part of what I do. I actually help, I do nutrition assessment to see where people are at in their nutritional well-being and I can uh, give pointers and tips on, on staying on that path of, of, of wellness yeah. and if there are already a few signs even on help them how to reverse that. Well, you know, it's funny what you're talking about here. It's in a way, it's no different than the young. Young people should Absolutely. be assessing their health. They should be assessing, you know, what their diet is and all of those things. Um, but the bottom line, as you were saying here, is don't just sit back and wait for things to happen. Yes, and I understand why it gets so hard because when people are in isolation <clears> or living by themselves or they lost a loved one, interest in caring for yourself or your appetite does go down and there is a period of grievance mm -hmm. that it becomes harder to do this and these are really important time to reach out to, to organizations uh, like senior centers or other companies and other services that might be out there to support and uh like community programming. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's something that, uh, that you're going to tell us about. Yes, actually. Um, I have been able to uh, provide workshops with uh, through the help of Sanish Volunteer Society mm -hmm. and also a program that is funded by Island Health. And it's a six-week workshop uh, on nutrition on all kinds of topics such as fall prevention, brain health. And, and they're quite fun uh, components. And... Um, for people, they can sign up at the Sanish Commonwealth Place. Yep. Uh, the registration code is 21791. Okay. And the program is called Friends Stay Healthy. Friends Stay Healthy. Yes. Okay. 
So I'll uh, I'll take note of that and post it on the uh, CFAX uh, page here. Uh, so, but who are the people that should be attending uh, this workshop? Uh, seniors. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, just uh, great information, obviously, uh, um, helping them uh, uh, get a better idea of where they're at, right? Yes, okay. absolutely. Good, good, good. Thank good, you. Good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, what we were just talking about here about uh, about about risk and everything and, and assessing somebody's health. I mean, we're, it's a real estate show. So we talk about, you know, homes, uh, people okay. staying at home. Um, it, it is my experience that I'm not just talking seniors. People want to stay in their home. Yeah. They want to stay in their home for as long as they can. So we need to address that. Yeah. We need to address all of the factors uh, in people's lives that may help them make decisions. One of the ones I focus on quite a lot because I have been in the housing industry for um, many years in a previous life and also had a building company addressing these issues. And I'm very anxious to see design features mm -hmm. um, specifically uh, created to allow people to stay in their homes because many people move into facility uh, really against their will because they either can't get in and out of their bathroom and use it comfortably and safely or they can't utilize their kitchen. I'm a senior. I measured my kitchen very carefully the other day, all yeah. the shelves where they are and what I can reach as my joints stiffen up a bit. Yeah. I can reach 30% of my kitchen comfortably. 30%? 30% is all. The rest is I have to get a step ladder or somebody or a tall person or yeah. something to help. So it just goes to show features in the home are valuable along with all the other components we've been talking about yeah. and uh, those can be addressed and and often corrected by very simple renovation or modification <laughs> and for safety 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 it's so important because yeah. so many falls occur well you know actually this is an interesting this is an interesting uh, route we're going down uh, right now conversation wise because uh, I met with uh, clients just a couple of weeks ago uh, they have been in their house now, uh, 1974. So what is that? For, uh, 45 years. And um, as I think about it, they were young when they bought that house because right. now they're in their 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 80s. So back then they were like 40s, right? Uh, and they have never moved. And what is driving the move right now is there are five steps from the front door <laughs> down to the um, uh, basically down to the driveway. That's all it takes. And it's not and it's not five straight steps. It's two steps from the house and then three in a landing mm -hmm. area and three steps down. And you know when when we look at that and say, well, it's not very much. What's the big deal? But it is. It's it's a barrier. Yeah. Sure. And and it was fine for forty some odd years. But now all of a sudden they're faced with uh, the, the thought about moving in. Yeah. It's you know, yeah. they it, it, we talked about this before. It's it's a house with memories, you know, kids yeah. and, and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. as we always say, it's just it's uh, the next phase, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So it is very important, and uh, it can make such a difference. There's also a lot of equipment now, much more than there used to be in the medical side of things. Um, Chair helps, lifts. Helps tremendously yeah. uh, within the home, standing poles and all kinds of things that can be brought in. So this is just a planning process yeah. uh, and that's what we have to focus on and we have to start it a little bit earlier than people are comfortable sometimes. Because they they often don't really want to talk about it very much because yeah. they're never going to get old and they're all fine and everything's yeah. lovely. Yeah. And 
and but it sneaks up on us and so if we can just open communication with families and support services earlier than we're used to yeah. uh, it's a more complicated world out there and it takes longer to sort this stuff out yeah so, so actually if they if 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 someone plan sooner there's a better chance that they can actually stay in their home for abs- longer right a hugely better chance yes yeah uh, and it's it just put thinking it through and estimating value and and doing a risk analysis and uh, it all becomes quite clear. I think Yannicka would would agree though too that a lot of times by the time you get a phone call from somebody it's they should have called you sooner. I wish yeah I wish that was the situation there's just not enough information or resources out there to catch people a little bit more upstream and to do better assessments at the home Um, I if I could wish for a perfect future that would be um, a a standard uh, maybe at a primary care level that uh, we could assess just screen more often for for certain situations like this like how is a person coping in her house uh, how is their health, uh, mental health as well, is another whole big ball game we, we don't even get to talk about all, very often. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, assessing, assessing and addressing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get you know, for any listener here who maybe has an aging parent, uh, I, I guess our hope for today's episode is that that child would say, hey, we heard these two people on uh, the CFAC show today. Uh, we should really get our parents on, or mom or dad on this program sooner rather than later, right? Absolutely. Uh, just give us a call um, so we can at least assess the situation and see what is needed and, and, and plan for that intervention that was that can help them. Yeah, so uh, therapeutic meals. Uh, how? What's the contact information there again, Yannick? Uh, the phone number is yep. 250-415-5444, mm-hmm. or my website is therapeuticmeals.com. Yeah, you got pictures of meals, too, right? I do. Yeah, sorry. So when people go online, they can have a look at the, uh, the pictures. Uh, and Anne, people need to reach you? Yes, my telephone number is 778-265-9715. The website is advisingseniors.ca. And I can be reached by uh, email as Ann at Advising Seniors. Okay, so before we leave here, what's the one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners today? For me, it would be for families to open communication with their loved ones. Um, Be brave. Ask the questions. Talk about it. Talk about planning for what happens if life isn't perfect. And uh, who wants what done and when and how. Just start talking about it. Yeah. There Don't won't be wait. so many surprises. And you, Hineka? I second that and reach out to see what uh, services that there are in your community. Yeah, you know, it seems like there's a lot, but people like both of you guys um, uh, know all of the the, uh, the services and the people in them as well, too. So, yes. yeah, you are great resources. Thank you very much uh, for joining us, guys. Thank, thank you so you. much. Yeah, and uh, to our listeners, thank you for joining us. Just another example of some great topics that we have on our show. If you have somebody that you would like us to feature on our program, just let me know. Our phone number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. And as I've mentioned before, I'd love to hear your real estate stories. If you've got something to share with us, just let me know. I'm Tony Joe. I will be here for you this time next week.